This episode was recorded on January 28th, 2023, and it premiered on patreon.com slash chillinois on January 29th, 2023. It's January 28th, 2023. I'm sitting in a smoke-filled room next to my co-host, friend, and romantic partner, Justine. Aww. Hi, Justine. Hey. I knew if I ended it on friend, you would have been like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> well, I would have been like, what the fuck if you didn't say friend? Oh, okay. Fair. No taken. Um, so, <laughs> um, I just wanted to record a, <coughs> excuse me. Once again, it's a smoke-filled room for a reason over here. For Cole. <coughs> Why is it? Because I'm not passing the joint? Is that what... Now, now he has, <coughs> folks. I've he pa- just passed the joint for the first time today because I guilted him into it. Yeah. A more than halfway smoked joint has been passed. Not even your first one of the day. Oh, no. It was my first one of the day. I will see what I did was I had about a quarter joint left from last night. I sparked that up. And then I lit up the joint that we're currently smoking on with the joint from last night. So, yeah, I chain smoked them to an extent. Yeah. Right? Well, hello, folks on Patreon. You're hearing this episode on January 28th because you subscribe to us on Patreon. Thank you, goddammit. That means so much to me. Hey, um, we're, we've got another episode that came out today. It's with... Carly Bader from Willow Industries. I have a feeling I just butchered her name. Doesn't matter. We love Willow. (laughs) I mean, Willow's cool. Uh, So if you check it out, it's a super interesting episode. They are, well, I knew them as a remediation company. I recently saw that they have this campaign saying that they are, in fact, a kill step company or rather that their technology is a kill step. I don't know. It was unclear. And so that's why I invited them on. Right. Cause I was like, what the fuck is a kill step? Because I'm familiar with remediation and we've talked about it many times on the show. Um, almost too much at sometimes, you know, uh, it's been quite a while since we discussed the topic. And since I saw that they came out with this new terminology or, methodology i didn't know what it was so i wanted to hear it um from the horse's mouth for lack of better words what do you got to say on that one justine it didn't seem like you that that line agreed with you uh yeah i just i don't want the guests to think that you were implying that she was a horse oh well no she was actually a really smart uh person you know really uh like her what she told me about her background, like she was a lab nerd for basically, you know, just to keep it short. She seemed like she knew her stuff. So, yeah, definitely didn't intend uh, to to imply that. That was just, like I said, for lack of better words. Just um, a metaphor. Common metaphor. Yeah. Common metaphor, which I should be more careful about utilizing in retrospect. Um so where was I going with that? Oh yeah, I didn't understand the difference, right? And so, I mean, if you check out the episode, I definitely recommend you do because again, she is very knowledgeable and she tells us about other types of remediation and how it um, is different from what they do. 
Um, but so, so just to, like, I'll be like completely candid here because I can, this is my show. Um, and, and you'll hear this when you listen to the podcast, uh, itself, but I, it seems like the only difference between what they are doing. So, so they're differentiating themselves, right? That's, that's what I was picking up that they were putting down with their new marketing campaign, right? So we're kill step. We're not remediation, right? And I mean, I put it in a bottle on the show. So I'm pretty, at the very end of the show, I put it in a bottle to make sure I understood the distinction. And basically the distinction, as I understand it, is that they, okay. So remediation happens like, to remediate an issue, right? It's like past tense. A kill step is a proactive measure to ensure that you pass testing. So I'm going to be completely candid here in saying that, yeah, it's remediation. (laughs) I mean, it's remediation. You can come up with... It just might be at a different stage. Well, I think they're just... Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like they're redefining it by making it as a part of your standard operating procedure. And to their credit, it did seem like they had... So she talked about consulting services Mm -hmm. that that the cannabis companies can hire. And what that would do is they would, like, look at your tests. I get This is, like, totally off the top of my head. They would, like, look at your tests, look at your operation, and they would make an assessment and if you have oh that was our cat sneezing if you just heard that bless you um if if they again i'm probably butchering this this is why you should check out the episode but from what i understood they do some sort of assessment and if they determine that like you're being plagued by certain issues or if you determine it like you're like oh i'm constantly having issues with this uh, i think you can come to them with that um they will guide you to like they will give you tips on how to stop that from happening so that you would no longer have to remediate. So that's cool. Cause I, I look, I'm not very versed on remediation companies, but to me it would seem that they would be all focused on having you use their hardware. And this did seem at face value that they were like, not only will we give you hardware so that you don't have these issues, but we have these services that would help you potentially avoid those issues. So it all sounded good, yeah. right? Um, but things cooked up in a marketing department tend to sound pretty good. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just being candid, you know. Right. I feel like I have to be. So, so yeah, check out that episode. Uh, the reason I think you should check out the episode, aside from learning what Willow does, and by the way, I'm pretty confident that most – at least I know a few operators that use their technology. In fact, if you fish Illinois trees for any of our sifters out there, uh, you might be able to find something on there. You might be able to. It's real wash. But there was something on Illinois trees about the use of... There's some allegations, right, about the use of willow technology. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. So to me... That double confirms, you know, to hear it from so many different angles that don't know each other, uh, that, you know, Willow has a presence in Illinois. Now, what I wasn't able to get them to comment to that I 
candidly asked them, uh, like, how many people use your technology in Illinois? They wouldn't go there. She, she was really nice about it, but she wouldn't go there. <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, the point is people are using this. And so as a consumer, I wanted you to be in a place to know not only about that technology, but it's taken me a long time to get here. She tells us about other forms of remediation. Uh, she tells us about, uh, we talk about irradiation. She actually, te- like, I didn't, I thought she was just being crude with her language. She said she was talking about people microwaving their weed. She said people literally, she has seen literally people microwave their weed. I'm sure. And I always, so it's funny that the reason I say it that way is because whenever I first heard about irradiation, I just kind of jokingly said, because it involves radiation, like, oh, so they microwave their weed. And and other people had said that too. I don't mean to say that I came up with that because, yeah, it's like a joke. People will say, oh, these big companies microwave their weed. But they're not literally microwaving it, but they kind of are because it's – anyways, I, I just wanted to be clear on why it seemed like I was surprised to hear that. Because, yeah, I was surprised to hear that people, yeah, literally put weed in a, a microwave, it sounds like. So, but anyways, moving on from that, it sounds like other methods are, like, dipping the buds in hydrogen peroxide. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see it, but it's just, like, I would never have imagined that that could happen. Um, And there are, there are other forms. So, check out the episode if you'd like to hear the different ways in which people remediate their cannabis products. Um, Another thing that I made sure to say is that, frankly, these companies that are employing industrial farming techniques have to follow through with industrial farming techniques, and that includes remediation. If you didn't know that, folks, like a lot of our foods and stuff are remediated, but that's with industrial grows. So like, you know, Ideally, if we'd have craft grows, not that they wouldn't face these same issues, it's it's ideally a craft boutique product, and I'm just reaching for fancy-sounding words, like, the idea would be that the person would check in on that plant every day and, like, spot issues before they arise, correct things, whereas, you know, some of these industrial grows, you're looking at a canopy of... 210,000 square feet for adult use, but apparently we just figured out, like, I I still am unclear on it, but it seems to be, I've read a few different places now that the medical cannabis cultivation licenses, aka the super licenses that will, that that don't seem to ever be issued again, they have zero uh, square footage limit. From what I understand, please, if you know more than me about this, if you're very confident about this, like I said, there seems to be a differentiation the the cultivators that were originally licensed can have 210,000 square feet of adult use cannabis but from what i can see like they can have a whole different uh what am i looking for canopy for medical cannabis that has no limit which is fucking awesome but it's also insane considering the fact that there doesn't seem to be any like clear way of having any of those licenses those types of licenses issued again like some people say that the demand, the disparity and demand study that's supposed to be done from the state will, that could, the final report could say, hey, we need more super licenses. We need more craft licenses. Some people even say it could include something like we need a new type of license, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
I don't know what is and isn't possible with that study, to be honest. It seems like the CRO is in, CROO is, is vested with some sort of authority to make some decisions, but how far they're willing to go is a whole an entirely different question. Um, I cannot remember, we're talking about remediation. So yeah, uh, ideally, you know, if you're looking at, if you're just working with a few plants, you spot problems before they get too serious. But with these larger, this is the point I was trying to make before I got off on that, uh, the larger cultivation canopies, they just like, sometimes you just don't spot it. And then all of a sudden 13 of your 26 plants have these issues or, you know, I'm just making something up, mm-hmm. but trying to paint the picture of what can happen. Um, a, a really good analogy that Philip, uh, made, who's been on the show in the past, mm-hmm. he said that, you know, hear me out here. So he's in pet, pet care. If people haven't seen episode 232, I believe he says this analogy. And if he's listening right now, he's probably laughing at how bad I'm about to butcher this. But basically, if you take care of people's pets, there's so many pets you can take care of before somebody's pets get neglected and die, frankly, Mm -hmm. or something, right? Just get neglected. They don't have to die, but just they don't get the equal treatment. And so if you apply that same analogy to plants, which are living things that need love and care and support and and individual attention, you know, Um, yeah, good analogy. So credit where credit is due on that one. Um, So without saying brand names, I know that we're both hungry right now because you were hungry before we started smoking this joint. I know you've already only hit it like once, but probably getting more hungry as we talk. I can see it in your eyes. Without saying brand names, what are we thinking for lunch? This is going to be the most civil conversation we've ever had about lunch because it's on the record. It's usually the way it goes. Usually the way it goes, like, what do you want for lunch? I don't know. What the fuck do you want for lunch? Do you think I won't get into a verbal altercation with you just because it's on record? Oh, we're turning up the the, the <laughs> dial here for the the end of this podcast. I just don't. I don't feel like this warrants a verbal altercation. But then again, we are both hungry. That's what I was saying. So yeah, that's... I wasn't saying that it actually did, but we're both hungry, so it may go there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I was kind of thinking um, a sandwich of some sort, and I know that's very vague because we could go like cheeseburgers or cold. Cold cut. I was kind of thinking a cold cut sandwich, like a sub from somewhere. But you don't seem to be digging that off your face. Yeah, that sounds depressing. I want something warm. It's cold outside. <sighs> okay. You know, barbecue. I, I'm always down for burgers or chicken tenders. Burgers or chicken tenders. Barbecue's fine. Okay. It's all right. Burgers sound good. We can't go to the corporate. Like the Cresco fucking uh, burger joint, right? We can't do that today. Why? We gotta get it. No, we're not okay. doing it. Right. We're we ain't smoking. We ain't eating on mids today. Um, sorry. I'm, I mean, we, I was I'm, reaching on that all. Trip. I'm all I'm hearing is that you are footing the bill for this. So sure, baby, whatever you want. Mm. I'm down for whatever. Is that how this? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to figure it out because I don't I don't know if I want to say uh, brand names. You, you know, we gave just hamburgers and Paxton a plug last time. Definitely just hamburgers. That's 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 an idea, but I don't think I'm feeling it today. And I know that it's not your top choice. I also think they are closed at 
at this point in the day or closing into Oh, yeah. Fun fact about just hamburgers. They are only open on most days, like, 11 to 2 and 4 to 6, but I think that's even more limited on the weekends. Um, so if you heard about it... Sundays, I don't think. Saturdays, they're yeah. only open from, like, 11 to one. Hold on. Let's... These people are stoned. Long story short, if you're going to be high and go to Just Hamburgers, look up the fucking hours before you go. <laughs> Or okay. you're gonna be sorely disappointed. Yeah, just make sure to do that. Um, so yeah, it's it's a decent burger joint, and it's a you know local owned thing. I'm not saying it's gonna blow you away, but it's it's a nice change up from the the Cresco uh, hamburger shop. Um, yeah. So I love that we're just using Cresco as the uh, whacking st- or the whatever yeah. the stepchild today. Well, yeah, you know, they get what they they get what they get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, um all right, well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you check out the episode with Carly that we're releasing alongside this episode and look forward to next week Evan Bruno will be returning um on the next episode of the Chillinoy podcast. If you're not familiar with Evan, if you've not heard our episodes with Evan, there's some of the, I am, if you were to ask me our older episodes that I'm most proud of, my episodes with Evan Bruno would be in that list. How about that? It's like, it's good shit and it's like OG Chillinoy podcast shit. So go back and listen to it. Plenty to learn if you've not listened to those episodes. Evan is uh, really, really smart and, and just if you... If you need another reason to listen to it, he's a de- he's a cannabis defense attorney in Illinois. He he's a defense attorney that represents people in cannabis cases and some people are maybe sitting there if they've not been listening to the podcast long enough like what? Why are people dealing? Why do they need a defense attorney with cannabis? Well, if you haven't listened to episode 232 of the podcast, then you you may not know that the Cannabis Control Act of 1978 is largely still in effect to today, uh, largely still in effect today. And so Evan continues to defend people in court for simple possession of cannabis. So check out that episode and we will uh, we'll reach out again soon or something. I don't know. I'm really stoned and hungry, so we're just going to go get food.